0: This is Together 24-7, episode 48. So before we start the episode, Catherine, I wanted to talk to our listeners about what we do that we're together 24-7. People ask us all the time, how are you together 24-7? What do you do?
1: What do we do that doesn't cause me to kill you? And me to kill you. Uh, not so much that. But seriously, folks, we coach and we help people who want to – couples who want to be together 24-7, who want to create a business with each other because we've been doing it successfully since 2003. And we, we work with you to create a plan. And to come up with rules in your business. To have a division of labor to figure out who does what and where your strengths and weaknesses are.
0: And really important, we teach you how to not to push each other's buttons.
1: So if you'd like to utilize our services, if you're thinking about going into business with your spouse or significant other, if you're exploring what businesses to do, or if you're in business with each other and you need to get to that next level and some personal stuff is getting in the way, let's sit down with you. We do a free consultation and then we can figure out whether or not our services are right for you. So Go to the website or give us a call at 602-399-7430.
0: Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Oh, well, welcome to another episode of Together 24 7. I am your co host and husband, Barry Cohen.
1: I am your co host and wife, Catherine Cohen. You
0: better be wife. I know. Okay. What are we doing today, Kat?
1: Uh, we're interviewing. I'm interviewing nasally, you're interviewing on your way to nasally.
0: Thank you for that.
1: Ah, no problem. I'm still, still trying to figure out who I got it from. So anyway, so we are here at the home of Kenny and Brenna Oshbacher. I you got it. I, it. I got That's it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Kenny and Kenny and Brenna Oshbacher, who we met at the Phoenix Farmers Market. We get a lot of interviews from there. From the I know I shouldn't say the Phoenix farmers, a Farmers Market in Phoenix. For those of you who are not in the Phoenix metropolitan area, the Awatuki Farmers Market on Sunday. So that you know what I'm talking about for those of you that are in the Phoenix metropolitan area, and for area.
0: those that aren't, yes, it's a funny name. Yes. Deal with it.
1: Yeah, deal with it. Deal with it. So, um, Kenny and Brenda have been in business almost 14 years. They are Fish Hugger is the name of the company, and they do um, fish, which you get out of Alaska, Kodiak, Alaska, mm-hmm. um, and uh, let's see what else was on the website. There is beef. There is other Alaskan fish. Um, which does not come to mind right now, although I just see the salmon. But anyway, so Alaskan fish, and then there's beef, which is my favorite. And then there's honey, and then there's something about meat over here, but I think that's their private stash. They're a niche food market. They've been together, as I said, almost 14 years. In the business, 14 years. Together, 20 years. So, and... Two boys, one girl. We had one of the we had one of the boys in here helping setting you, up for us, helping you set up, right?
2: Which boy was that? That was Caleb.
0: That was
1: Caleb. Caleb. He's eleven. So he's yeah, he's the middle child. We're he's not like paying you. him. He's like you. He's the middle child. I <laughs> bet she's going to be demanding pay <laughs> after this. So Kenny, Kenny traveled a lot as a child because he's a, a military child. Um, and you started in commercial agriculture, and then food production, and then you your first entrepreneurial venture, and we'll talk about that, but selling pinto beans, that's pretty interesting. Then buying and selling gold and diamond jewelry. So you went from buying and selling the the good, shiny, pretty stuff to fish.
0: But before that, beans.
1: But before that, beans. It's a progression. It's a progression. Uh, So commercial fishing in Kodiak, Alaska in 1996. Are you still uh, going up there in the summer? So you are still going up there. That's what I read on the website. just want to make sure. When did the industry tank in the fishing? Well, there's, there's um, like
2: most of agriculture, there's cycles. Right. Ups and downs and ups and downs. And if you've been in any industry long enough, you'll find, you'll be able to identify some cycles, 10-year, 20-year cycles. And so being in the commercial fishing industry for 20 years, I've seen two peaks and two troughs. Okay. And so we're coming from the most recent up cycle. Oh, okay. Does that mean we're in a down cycle? We're in a down cycle.
0: We're
1: in yes. a down cycle. So you started direct marketing a portion of your catch. Now, was that, was the direct marketing mailing and selling? We were just talking about that a little bit.
2: Um, direct as in to the customer. Oh,
1: direct to the customer. Okay.
2: Um, I have had direct mailing businesses, but mostly to learn direct mailing businesses. And so now I, I'm in the food production business because I want to eat a certain quality. And since I'm doing it for myself, I might as well do it for others. And it's worked out really well to supply, to have some food security. We right. Eat a pound, sell 10. Have plenty on hand at all times, just in case.
1: Just in case.
0: That's right. why the meat's here also. That's
1: just, just, in just in case. Just in case. Just in case. It, it makes the uh, zombie apocalypse go better. It does. It does. Exactly. It and Brennan, you're homeschooling the kids, and I see you on Sundays at the farmer's market. Uh, you guys are self-described foodies. Now, your bachelor's degree is... In economics, and your MBA is in global management, so you got this down, Pat.
3: Yeah, I do. I, I <laughs> the, the back office, everything is my favorite part. You know, I like to do most of the behind the scenes stuff and let Kenny be the big smiling face out front.
1: And yet, it's always you that I see at the farmers market. I know, <laughs> I know. it's crazy. And the kids, how much do they help you? They're they're of so the. We've got 13, 11, and 8, and Caleb seems very capable, so we met one of three. We're going to assume the other two are very capable as well. How much are they helping you, and uh, and is it is it good free labor or just eh, free labor? They're on commission. <laughs> They're on commission. Wow. So, it, it actually is a good plan to put them on commission and, and get them to understand how that works.
2: Mm-hmm. They, uh, the, the way fishing boats work is you earn a percentage of the catch. So... As an average crewman, you earn approximately 10% of the overall gross of what the boat produces as an incentive. So if we all work well together, we make a lot of money. And if we don't work well together, nobody makes any money. And it's commiserate. You, everyone's equal. Right. So the, I'm training them to someday be on the boat with the idea of if you help well, you get paid well. And if you don't help well, you don't get paid well. 10% of, the, of their sales at the farmer's market goes in their pocket. Half goes in the bank. So
0: if I, if I were them at the farmer's, I'd be running all over because you've got, got the cute little kids.
3: Buy fish, buy fish.
0: But I don't see them running all over yeah. the place. What's up with that?
3: Well, it depends on the day, really. You know, I mean, they have great days and they have so-so days. And sometimes helping keep the younger kids occupied is what we need for that kind of help. Um, in the summertime, I do a couple of farmers' markets in Albuquerque while Kenny is fishing, and then the kids really step up to the plate and they're very involved. They're pretty much my number one and number two go- to guys. And they've been around this their whole lives. you know they they've never seen us do anything else. and so there's a certain kind of a second nature that they're just very, familiar with the products, it's what we eat, it's what we like, and so they're comfortable talking about it.
0: And they're earning their keep.
3: And
1: they're earning their keep, yeah. They are. So that's wonderful. That's, that's always something that we encourage. If you've got kids, get them involved in the business as quickly as possible to whatever degree you can, you know, legally, mentally, emotionally. How did you two start in business together? What, what got you going in this business? Because you were married a little bit before you started it all. I would say it, it, it started
2: when Brenna went to Alaska with me to go commercial fishing, before we were married, in fact. Huh? And we were thinking if we could work on a commercial fishing boat together, we could certainly easily deal with business or marriage. Because a commercial fishing boat is very high stress, high intensity, high highs and low lows and uh, extreme conditions to where you really get to know someone better than you should. and after 90 days at sea with her two years in a row in fact 90 days 90 days is a typical season for kodiak sand and you just you're just out on the water the whole time yes wow on the water on the boat living on the boat eating on the boat sleeping on the boat working on the boat
0: i'd be green Uh, i mean i would just oh yeah there's there's not enough tramamine in the world
2: (laughs) no well i can train you how to deal with that.
0: No, no, you can't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. takes two weeks of, of sea salt boot camp, and you'll never be sick again, or you'll go home. I'll stick to the
0: cruise ships. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> so so you guys did kind of the opposite of, of what we preach and what we um and what we coach and that is, okay, let's make sure that the marriage is good and strong before you get into business together. But this was more like an adventure. This wasn't that you jumped into business together. You jumped into an adventure together and said, okay, I can take this all the way with this woman. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Um, we've been together for a couple of years throughout college and went fishing after college. And it was really to pay for college. It really wasn't a destination business. It was what people do to pay for college. Commercial fishing is well-known for that, and working in canneries. And so when we went up there, it was after school, on the way to start a career of some kind, and we, I decided for myself that I wanted to do fishing more than anything else. She went back to school to get her master's degree to run the business that we start.
0: So that was the plan all along.
3: It was the plan. We just uh, pretty much winged it, but it is... It has turned out quite well so far, I think.
2: Winging it, I think.
3: <laughs> Still winging. Fake,
2: fake it till you make it. Still trying to figure that out, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, business changed, and you have to be able to move and shuck and jive and change and evolve, otherwise. Start out doing what you want to do, it's going to change. What, what you want to do versus what happens. What's profitable, what's not profitable. So it's changed and evolved over time, for sure.
0: It's the life of an entrepreneur. That's it's true. constantly changing. And if, if you don't adapt to it, you're out of business.
2: Look forward to it because it's going to happen.
0: There you go. You hear that, listeners?
1: Yeah, look forward to it. <laughs> exactly. Make, make sure you're, you know, don't try to avoid it. So now, Kenny, we know that you uh, sold pinto beans, you sold gold, you sold diamonds. Uh, you were quite the entrepreneur from, from the start. Yes. You've got it. Brennan, do you have an entrepreneurial background? Do you have. Uh-
3: I, I have, a, my dad was an entrepreneur. I have a lot of extended family that are entrepreneurs. I was thinking about my first entrepreneurial experiment was early high school. Um, we had a bunch of beagle hounds, and my brother and I took care of them, and we um, had puppies, the dogs had puppies, and we sold those puppies and found the right families for those pups, and so that was kind of one of our first experiences early on i'm
0: glad you said had puppies because i'm thinking oh great you got dog fights going on you <laughs> gambling betting on them <laughs> no
3: not,
1: not everybody goes in the direction that you do oh, that's
0: things. why i'm unique
1: you are unique you are unique so you talked a little bit about it was two years in a row 90 days on a boat not on a ship ladies and gentlemen on a boat there is a difference. One, you can get the all-you-can-drink all drink package, and the other one, not so much. <laughs> canned potatoes. Canned potatoes.
2: Chum for the sharks. Yeah. There was a, a small refrigerator, a cooler, and a lot of canned milk and canned beans and sub-so general groceries, although an abundance of fresh seafood crossing the deck. I would hope so. So it was like glamorous camping. There is a stove, there is a coffee pot, there's a radio. So glamorous camping it is. How, wait, how cold? 55 degrees on average in the summertime.
0: Yeah, no. no. We live in Phoenix for a reason.
1: Yeah, that's, that's why we go to Alaska <laughs> on a cruise ship. and then With come the home, drink package. Then come home. But you guys are, you winter here in Phoenix, and you summer in Alaska, but you don't.
0: You being who?
1: Okay, I'm sorry. Kenny... <laughs> I do this all the time when I do a live interview. I look at the person like we're doing a video interview, but we're not. Kenny, you're
3: in Alaska all summer, or for the three months, and then you're over in Albuquerque. I'm over in Albuquerque. Um, First of all, it's just a much nicer climate to be in in the summertime.
0: Oh, absolutely.
3: And I started going over there in the summer when we started our family. Kenny was going to Alaska, and I had this six month old baby. And I said, I, I really need some family support. So I went back to be near my mom and extended family and thought, well, oh, I'll pick up a couple of farmers markets, do something while I'm here. Um, and it's, it's just a, it's a great support system for me and the kids to be able to ha- be there and have some friends and family and avoid, you know, these crazy, crazy summers here in Phoenix. Are.
0: The fish don't like 115 the degrees? The
3: fish especially do not like it.
1: I'm sure. But that's, that's such an important point that you bring up um, to our listeners. You really do need a support system. When you're an entrepreneur, you need some sort of support system. Other entrepreneurs, friends, family, and stay away from the people that don't support you in your entrepreneurial endeavor. Stay away from the people that say, oh, yeah, well, um, that's nice. How long are you going to do this for before... You feel the need to get a real job. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So, who does what? I mean, we got we got a little bit of.
0: I got this figured out. We got the fisherman and the numbers nerd.
1: We got the fisherman that, and the numbers nerd. Is that nerd. pretty much it? That and it. and who is the fisherman and who is the numbers nerd?
0: Neither of us are the numbers nerd. That's the point. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, uh,
1: of the two that you pointed to, because you just did what you yelled at me for doing. You scolded me for doing that. I
0: didn't scold you. Busted. I never scold. Yeah. I point out politely.
1: So who's the fisherman? Kenny. And who's the numbers nerd? Brenna. Okay. What else is involved in in doing this? Because it's not just the fish that you catch. If you go to the website, you can see a whole bunch of other things that you guys do. So tell us a little bit about that and and the division of labor there.
3: Sure, yeah. With the beef, for instance, that is something that uh, started with my father-in-law. We were just sitting around the table having coffee, and he had seen that we'd had quite a bit of success selling fish, and he jokingly said you should try to sell some beef we looked at each other and said that's a great idea we love beef and we want to be able to offer that
1: who doesn't love beef we've had a few interviewees that don't love beef i'm just saying yeah but we didn't like them uh, no we did
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway keep going
3: <laughs> and that has provided its own little set of pitfalls but overall we 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 still love it. We love beef, so we're we're keeping it up. Um, the honey, we got involved in a little bit later. Kenny was actually trading labor and fish and working with bees and beekeepers to really get in there and see what's going on with the honey production, how the bees are being treated, um, what kind of plants are available to them, are they being moved, are they not being moved, and You know, that's still something that basically I would say Kenny does most and all of the heavy lifting and spider killing. And I love, love, love to be in the back corner going over my numbers, checking out my pie graphs and charts, and doing all the budgeting and finance stuff. How
0: do we find one of them?
3: I
1: don't know. We got to look hard. So, with the bees, uh, are you guys raising them or are you working with people who are? Raising and and gathering the honey.
2: We hang out with beekeepers that like good fish and good beef. Ah. And it becomes really easy. The um, beekeepers don't have time to go fishing if they're any good. And ranchers don't have time to go beekeeping if they're any good at ranching. And fishermen don't have time to go beekeeping if they're any good. So you find someone you like who has good quality products and more or less a barter system. Mm -hmm. Some cash changes hands. But it's mostly, they want good food, I want good food, see you next year for a big pile, big exchange. And so we gave up sugar in general, white sugar, brown sugar, powdered sugar, agave, nectar, corn syrup, and exchanged it for six kinds of different honeys to, to not give up anything, just to replace it with something better. Wow. So I, myself, eat about a half a pound of honey a day and have for over 10 years.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, he's skinny.
1: Yes, yeah. So that is not the kind of sugar that we'll put the pounds on for you. Now, do you guys overlap responsibilities at all? I mean, in the beginning, you used to fish, Brenna, but um, how do you overlap responsibilities, and how do you check in on what's going on without becoming overbearing? Go ahead. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I would say most of our uh, responsibilities that overlap are market responsibilities. We both go to the market, we take the kids and family to market, and we're all... Very involved in face to face customer interaction. I think we both feel quite capable in that way. Um, it's fun, you know, Kenny has his favorite customers that he's their favorite, and I have my favorite customers that I'm their favorite. And it's funny how sometimes that we have a little bit of <laughs> fun with that. It was like, oh, why did you give Bob a deal? Because I wanted to give one to. Another guy, or whatever it is, so it seems to be fairly minimal in that way, but that is one of the things that come up.
2: Our son Zane has customers that will wait for him wow when when, when he's too busy they'll say, I'll, I'll wait for zane, and so it's it's because he probably told him, I work on commission I'm on
1: commission, help <laughs> me out here <laughs> yeah,
0: help a guy break. out
1: give a guy a break, give a guy a break
0: uh so. Being together for so long, have you guys ever had, or what was your worst entrepreneurial disagreement?
2: We've discussed this earlier. Um, interns, helpers. Okay. Who helps? When they help? How often they help? How much they get paid? Where's the boundary? So, who hires? Who fires? Who's who's good? Who's bad? Should we encourage or discourage? So, when, when this when this happens, let's
0: are there any well let's, are there any specific examples like you if one of you hires but the the intern or employee doesn't work out who gets the great job of firing that person
2: well um interns as opposed to hiring don't have any employees and so we we encourage people who want to be there who want to learn how to do what we do to help out for a internship free education and so there's not, they're not really paid.
0: Is it an official internship from school or just they're kind of sort of just learning the trade? Informal.
2: Okay. Completely informal. Let's say you wanted to learn about, more about fish and beef and honey production. How do I do what I do and wh- how can you tell the difference between good food and bad food? It's one of the biggest lessons I share. And so the only way to do that is to hang out with us, hearing us tell other people, customers over and over again mm-hmm. and asking questions in between.
0: So it's more like an apprenticeship I without the so. unions.
2: I suppose so. an apprenticeship, I'm sure it has many titles okay. for what, for the possibility. And some have been young kids, some have been older gentlemen, and it's a, been a broad range of helpers throughout the past 10 years. And we don't ask them to come. If they want to come, they can, if they can't make it, that's, that's fine too. There's no pressure on them to perform
0: so when when you have these disagreements about the interns, apprentices, whatever we're going to call them does does that carry over into your personal life
2: it has it has um to what to what extent um not a high pressure situation necessarily just uh, uncomfortable um who's around, how often, how much time we spend together versus private time okay.
1: So so these inter- it sounds like these interns really come in and become almost a part of your family.
2: They are virtually adopted for a short period of time until they learn what they want to learn, and then they go on and reproduce it or do their own thing.
1: So now I think it's a little bit clearer to us and to, to our listeners, you know, okay, so you've got interns and you're not paying them, so what what... Is the problem, but the problem is they're part of the family, except that they're not part of the family. They don't follow the same rules as let's say the kids or the the routine that you two have with each other. So it's a little more intense than just, oh, they're learning from us.
2: It's 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 been some very short, some couple years, some ongoing. And we we travel different states. And so there's there's never been exposed to anyone for too long of a period of time because We're coming and going all the time, and so are they. And
0: how would you resolve these issues, or do you resolve them, or they just go away when the people go away?
3: Typically, I mean, that particular problem goes away when the person goes away, but it starts up again with the next person, usually. Um, But, you know, there have been times when we have said things to people and The ones that are very accepting and can take our opinion with a grain of salt and be able to move on and do what they need to do are the people that have stayed around for a long time. And the ones that have a harder time helping draw the line between work time and family time are the ones that are either asked to leave or make the decision to do so on their own.
0: And those are probably the unsuccessful ones.
3: Could
2: be. Everybody needs what they need. And some are just a few questions answered, and some need a book.
0: Right, right. So, so the flip side of all this, what are some of the joys you guys have of living and working together?
2: We can have business meetings over in our slippers and sipping coffee on the front
1: porch. Fortunately, they're not in their slippers and bathrobe during this interview. That would be scary. You? Yeah, always, always good when the uh, guests decide to dress for us. Mm-hmm. We don't care what they dress in just as long as they dress.
0: <laughs> Thank you for that, Catherine. <laughs> <But> I digress.
1: <laughs> That's why most of our interviews are on Skype,
0: and we don't care what they don't look care, like because right. we don't see them. Um, so, where was I? Oh, joys joys, joys, joys! Yes, meetings, of- coffee, breakfast, porch, bathrobes, or something. What else? What else is some of the fantastic things of just living and working together? I,
3: there's so many good things. I, like, I mean, I think it just. Enhances our own communication skills with anything, not just business, but what might be going on in our in our personal lives or with the kids and the family. Um, we just we have just a really comfortable relationship with each other. We can talk about and bring up anything. Um, and I think the business has kind of helped facilitate that, you know, because we have, if we have a problem with the beef processor, we have a problem with something else with the business. We we have to discuss that. So if there's something else going on behind the scenes, and we, you know, we feel better discussing it and moving forward from that. Twenty four seven is kind of interesting for us because we are together twenty four seven, except for ninety to hundred days straight when we're not. So we do have kind of a little honeymoon period where we get that break from each other and we can kind of do the focus on ourselves. and Kenny needs to focus on his job. Um, And then we come back together and we have fresh ideas and new ways of looking at things and we can really try to figure out how to grow from there.
0: And that must be the the 90 to 100 days. Are, Are you out of communication when you're on the boat?
2: Modern technology allows us to Skype, email, text at least every couple of days.
0: So I guess there's a satellite or something that you... Or is it... I, I don't know how far from the shore you are where, you know, are there cell signals there? Yes, or? there are. Oh, oh, okay. It's, it's modern. Okay. I don't know these things. I, I'm thinking of the movies where you're on the boat and the boat's going up and down in the waves and you don't have time to do anything except... Take buckets and get water off of the deck. Yeah, what do I know? Again, cruise ships beverage package. That's what we know sure, about the water. Sure, sure. <laughs> in
3: the early days, we were. You know, it was letter writing and maybe a phone call once in a month.
2: True, true. So back we've in, run
3: the gambit of technology.
2: Before 2000, it was a letter once in a while. Wow. And now it's Skyping while leaving the channel. Here's the fish. I'm landing today. Smiles and hugs all around.
0: Fantastic. Technology is good. See, I told you, Catherine.
1: Technology is te- good. Te- yes.
0: Technology is good. So if you can give your, our listeners, not your listeners, our listeners, the listeners, one bit of advice, what would it be?
2: Wow. One bit of advice as far as
1: working together with a partner. Yes. And maybe something about throwing the family in there and you're homeschooling too. So that's a lot. That is a whole bunch of you together
3: 24-7. Hmm. It is a lot, but um, I'd say it's mostly fun. I think you know, there's just so much to be said for supporting your partner um, constantly, maybe not constantly, but definitely reevaluating your common goals. What are we both trying to achieve here, and are we getting what we need? I
0: like that reevaluating goals. That's that is something actually I don't think anybody that we've interviewed to this date has said reevaluate. Everyone's talked about communication, common goals, but reevaluating that is really good advice because you need to as entrepreneurs like we said earlier, you have to be ready for the downfalls and reevaluate when it happens. So thank you for that. You
1: got Absolutely. that Catherine. I got it. I got it all written down. You're
0: wonderful. That's
1: what I do. Very silently I write. And um, do you get a lot of time to read on the ship? On the boat? On the ship? No, ship is what we do.
2: Ship is over 100 foot. Mm -hmm. Boat is under 100 foot in general.
1: In general. Nautical
2: wise.
0: We prefer over 300 feet. Just saying.
1: Yeah. Sure. But uh, are there any business books that you guys are reading or have read that you would recommend to our listeners?
2: Um, Homeschooling. We have a fantastic book. Which helps free people from the fear of homeschooling. And what's that book? The Underground History of American Education.
0: Awesome. And folks, we'll have that on the show notes for you. Uh, For those that are thinking about homeschooling or are homeschooling and want to get a little extra info, that's probably a great book to have for that.
1: Yeah, and there was a uh we'll also have it up on our facebook page because there's a conversation going on with some things that are happening in new york city public schools and uh, a complete lack of responsibility for kids so that might that might be very interesting for uh, for people to read just to understand even if you don't have kids like us just to understand what it is to make sure the next generation you know can can read and write. And and change our diapers when, 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 we, we, get bead, old. when we get old. <laughs> That's so horrible. That's so horrible. So um, you are both self-proclaimed foodies. When we walked in, the place smelled delicious. We walked into their house and the place smelled delicious. Then they made us tea and it's got it's a, a smoky it's a smoky flavor. I like the tea. We're drinking the tea. So yeah, so this is what we do. We uh, we go around and we drink tea from people and so you're self-proclaimed foodies. What is your favorite meal to cook together? I'm not even going to ask about the restaurant and your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant. Tell us about a meal that the family all pitches in and cooks together.
2: We can knock out a batch of grass-fed beef tacos as a family in about 20 minutes. When we're hungry and everything's thawed already and in the refrigerator ready to go, um, grass-fed ground beef, soaked beans cooked in broth, Organic corn tortillas cooked in lard, um, shredded cabbages and sauerkrauts that were pre-made. The kids shredding cheese, table setters, napkins, forks, everything can be... We've practiced it enough a couple times a week <laughs> that when we're hungry and we yell, tacos, they, they burst on the scene sometimes, not always, but sometimes they're hungry enough to be motivated to have it on the table steaming hot, I'm kind
0: of picturing like a little
2: rascal scene where yeah. everybody all of a sudden just starts doing stuff.
1: <laughs> and storms in. <laughs> and, and for those listeners who do not eat grass-fed beef, uh, start doing that immediately. That is like the best.
0: Don't get fooled by when they say corn-fed. It's so delicious, corn. No. No.
1: Grass-fed. No.
0: Cows don't eat corn.
1: Cows eat grass. And it's very delicious. Okay. And last question. Red. White or beer. And yes, you can, you can throw in something else. that
0: uh, A golden color.
1: A golden color. And I, and, I, and I point to something over my shoulder that caught my eye on the way in. So tell us a little bit about that. If that is your favorite, red, white, or beer.
2: Well, that's where our differences are celebrated. She likes dark beer. I like light colored. Uh, we have variances in, in like the tea you're drinking. It's a blend of three kinds of tea. I like it smoky, or she likes it less smoky. That's lapsang souchong, a particular kind of tea. In it, you got that
1: lapsang
3: souchong.
2: Lapsang souchong, one of my favorite words. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> lapsang souchong, <laughs> just like Lipton.
1: Just like Lipton. No, we don't. <laughs> drink, we don't. We don't drink
3: Lipton. But not.
2: Yeah, there's many kinds of, of honeys. She prefers her favorite flavors. I have my favorite flavors. Yet they're
1: just honey. And very different for people who just, you know, go to the store and pick up honey off the shelf. Different honeys have a really different taste, too.
2: Well, there are 2,000 kinds of honey in North America. I told you.
1: Tell so you didn't. <laughs>
2: and they range from barnyard goat herd smelling. <laughs> all, Thanks for that. <laughs> all the way. Well, that's a visual that people need to have in their head when they eat certain kinds of honey. Um, all the way to light, mild, clean... Barely any flavor, crystal clear white honey. Ranges in flavor. So looking over your shoulder, I see crystallized purple sage from Albuquerque. I see star thistle from California. Desert wildflower from the buckwheat plant of Arizona. I see cactus blossom from Suwaros and palo verdes. And I think an apple pear peach from Albuquerque.
3: And
1: everyone, I can, I can tell you because we've tried honeys, has a very different taste to it. It's really unique. It's and they're really all good. delicious. And they're all delicious.
0: So we're going to go ahead and take a break right now.
1: Quick commercial break. Quick
0: commercial break. Quick and we'll...
1: informational break. I hate saying commercial. It's not really. Anyway.
0: We'll be right back with this word peep. from our sponsors Yeah. and our pet peeve I've of the day. Peep. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? through audible.com, together 24/7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com/together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com/together.
0: Listeners, you have a business, you need a website. There are a million choices out there, so where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. And we're back. Catherine, tell us what we got with a pet peeve today.
1: Um, Kenny's got a pet peeve regarding customers and shipping orders and tire kickers. And tell us about that, Kenny, so that our our listeners never become this person.
2: Well, we have a a very small business that has a limited amount of pounds to ship around and to to retail. And so out of a city of 4 million people, we carry roughly around 10,000 pounds a year of product, which is not a lot of fish compared to what national shippers can do any given day. And so we meet people or people call us from all over the country looking for the highest quality they can find. Um, Weston Price is a good resource to help people cure and prevent disease through food. And so we're on one of their national listings as a high-quality producer. And so we get calls looking for uh, two pounds of this and one pound of that in New York City or Florida. And it's cost prohibitive to really ship that, although they, they want to know how much it is. And we research it and find out and deal with the packaging. And ultimately, they don't ship, which is, I imagine, very common in the fish shipping industry. but. We don't ship much. We're mostly retail face-to-face at farmer's markets or through private events.
1: So when you start researching, do they have any idea how much it's going to be? Is it a major surprise to them when you tell them how much? So so this is $100 worth of fish. I'm just throwing out a number there. It's $100 mm-hmm. worth of fish. And I say, I want it shipped to New York. Do do I leave that phone conversation thinking it's going to be you know $5.95 because you can stick it all in a small box or...
2: Well, the <clears throat> the, that price, $100 of the fish to New York City will cost around $200 because the FedEx charges for overnight and no slower. It has to get there frozen or as close to frozen as possible. The packaging is expensive, styrofoam, dry ice, gel packs. The labor to go to the place to do it, it's, it's a rather involved process to... Versus going to the farmer's market and sell $100 worth of fish to someone.
1: So basically, when I get on the phone with you from New York and I say, uh, you know, hey, I want $100 worth of fish. And you say, it's, it's going to be at least $200 to get it over there. And I go, research it anyway. And you do, and it turns out to be $225. And I go, yeah, no thanks. Nah. Nah.
2: Happens quite a bit. So we discourage it in general. But if someone really wants it, and some people, it, this is more medicine than food, and then... There is no price. The, the price doesn't matter at all. Right. So... And it's mostly from people that we've met here in Phoenix who mm-hmm. go home and they want us to ship product to them. 20 pounds, 50 pounds, we'll do. It happens. 2 pounds, 10 pounds. Sure. The
0: the, the higher... The, well, the more the weight, the more cost-effective it is, obviously.
1: Yes, much more. So that's a tip for everybody out there when somebody you're asking somebody about something in their business or related to their business and they give you a guesstimate, they kind of know it's not going to come in half the price of what they said. It's probably going to come in more. So thank you for that pet peeve. Um, And also things for things for entrepreneurs to look out for as well when you're in business and, and not wanting to waste time. And let's wrap it up. Kat. Let's wrap it up. So thank you guys very much. Um, We'll have all of the information on the show notes page, but uh, you can find Kenny and Brenna at uh, Ahwatukee on Sunday for our local listeners. Awachuki on Sunday and Roadrunner on Saturday. And if you're in the Phoenix metropolitan area, you know where that is. If not, look it up if you're visiting us because it's, it's winter where you are, and it's still winter here. But if you're visiting us in Phoenix, it's a, it's a great, those are two great farmer's markets to check out those
2: and albuquerque farmers markets during the summertime
1: right that's right
2: we have a website and it'll say by a calendar where we are any given day of the year well that makes life easy that makes life very easy
0: and that website of course will be on the show notes and right. it, for those that's just listening and have a good memory it's www.fishhugger.com uh, or you could reach them via email at info at fishhugger.com and fishhugger on facebook Is that enough? That's enough. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being on the show. We had a great time here and we'll catch everyone next time.
1: Catch you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
0: We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly together at together247.net.
1: Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas